Wicked Deep is not an ordinary podcast about dating. Let's Get Wicked Deep is a dating podcast where tough questions are asked and honest answers are given. It's a place to begin meaningful conversations and lasting impressions. Let's Get Wicked Deep, a healthy dating resource. Welcome to another episode of Let's Get Wicked Deep, a dating podcast. So a few things have been going on in my life that I'm kind of excited about. I started a new podcast. So I know from being an author myself how difficult it is to promote your book once you finish writing it and have it ready to go, whether it's through a traditional publishing company or self-publishing. It seems like the second you have it published, it gets thrown into the ocean of Amazon and it sinks straight to the bottom and it will take almost like a miracle to get that book like back to the surface. So I decided to start a podcast where every week I interview an author about their book and we talk about their writing process, what the book is about, how they came up with their ideas. So if you are an avid reader and you're interested in learning about new books, whether it's a new author or an author that's been out there for a while but isn't super discovered, then be sure to tune into Writing Away with Kelly, my new podcast. So I just launched that last week. I'm about to uh, send out my second episode tomorrow. So I'm really excited about that. So every Wednesday, I will have a new episode. You can also follow along with the upcoming authors and the previous authors on my website, kellysmithauthor.com. So be sure to check that out if you are a reader who wants to hear the author's side of the story. Hmm, That's pretty good, actually. Anyway, so on today's show, it's interesting because I hear a lot of people talking about how they want to be in a relationship. I want to be in a relationship. I want to be in a relationship. And I don't see them kind of doing the work or understanding themselves enough to be in a relationship. It's almost the same thing as like, playing Candyland and being stuck in the mud. I just need that color square to get out. And it's like, okay. So if you're dating, if you're out there, you're kind of dating around, figuring stuff out, and you meet someone that you are actually ready to be in a relationship. Not in a relationship just to say that you're in a relationship. Because let's face it, ladies. Ladies, you are the ones that are ruining it for the women that actually want relationships. Because... Some of these women are out here looking for the relationship label to hold over their heads like a freaking wrestling belt to tell everyone they're in a relationship. And when that happens, the man can see that at some point and realizes you're not really taking it very seriously. So when a woman wants to be in a relationship with someone, the man is like, yeah, I've been down that road. I'm not interested in this anymore. So if you are one of those women that are looking for just a label I don't know, man, go to Nordstrom's and get a different kind of label, but leave the dating to the rest of us who actually really want relationships. It's super frustrating to hear the stories of men, especially who were like, she just wanted the label. She just wanted the label. And I don't understand that. But anyway, so if you're dating someone and you're thinking, I'm ready to take this to the next level, whether you're a man or a woman, There are definitely questions that you should be asking, things you should be finding out, things you should be discovering before you make this commitment. I know a lot of people are kind of like, well, what's the big deal? Because if it doesn't work out, then you can just break up. No, no, you can't just break up. If you're in middle school, you can just break up. If you're in high school, you can just break up. 
But once you're an adult, once you've lived a life, once you're ready for something serious, you don't just break up. So you make these decisions because life is so short. Who do we want to spend our time with? Who do we want to suffer with? Suffer with? Who do we want to, you know, be there when the big things happen and the little things happen? And when you're finding that person, you have to really know that you're a good fit that's going to actually work. It won't be perfect. It won't be easy all the time. It won't always be fun because in life, <clears throat> there's suffering. So who can you suffer well with? So before you enter into any kind of a relationship, like a romantic relationship, it's always best to ask a few questions to kind of really get to know who this person is. Some people, I've seen some articles where they ask these questions like, you know, before they date someone or whatever, but I really feel like it's massively important to find out certain things about someone before you're in a committed relationship because at this point, as we're getting older, we want these relationships to go somewhere. And if we don't want relationships to go somewhere, then it's best to tell that person, hey, you know what, I don't really want this to go anywhere. I'm just kind of looking for fun, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But a few questions. One of the big things to find out from people, because I don't think people ask this enough, is how much space do you need? There are some people who either have been single for a long time and they like their space. There are some people who, you know, just are like that. They're kind of loners. They like to have their space. They want to be with somebody, but they don't want all, somebody with them all the time. So how much space do you need? For me, I, I kind of need some space. I like to watch some shows that people don't always like to watch, especially men. I like to do certain things on my own and away from other people a lot of times. Not all the time, but there are definitely times where I do like to sleep by myself in my bed because it's comfortable when it's my bed. And I like to sleep a certain way. So, And I like to be comfortable after you've lived a life where you're not comfortable for such a long time. Like, Comfort means a lot, you know, it really does. So how much space do you need and how much space does your partner need? Something to consider before you decide to get into a relationship because if you're the type of person that feels you need to be attached at the hip and your partner feels like, no, I don't really need that very much at all, then there's going to be conflict at some point. So it's better to ask on the front end rather than later on. So another one that's... Um, Kind of a big one, kind of a hot topic, if you will, is what do you consider cheating? Mm -mm. So that's a loaded question. Now, when you're having these conversations with your potential partner, it's best to go in knowing and understanding that you will have your idea, they will have their idea. And it's not a conversation to convince each other who's right and who's wrong. It's a conversation to have to make sure you're both on the same page. You can get on the same page. If one person feels that flirting is cheating and the other one doesn't, then there needs to be a conversation. There are all kinds of different relationships out there. There are some relationships where flirting is okay with both people and you know DMs are fine with both people and some relationships are okay with adding a third or even a fourth person and that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with who you love or how you love. The problem comes when the other person doesn't feel the same way. So it's best to have these tough conversations before you get into anything because you don't want to avoid these questions and then six months down the road or 10 months down the road, 
it's like, oh, yes, I flirt with this person all the time. It's not that big of a deal. And then your partner's like, um, that's actually heartbreaking to me. What do you mean? You know, so it's really good to have those conversations. And cheating is definitely a tough one because we all know the basics. Like sex, obviously, is cheating, um, touching, kissing, you know, that sort of thing. But there are definitely some people out there who are definitely like touchy-feely people naturally, and they don't mean anything by it. But if you're the type of partner that doesn't like to see that, you have to be crystal clear about your feelings. And then the two of you have to have a conversation about it. So you're both very comfortable. So after that conversation, if your relationship can last, um, figuring out what you want from this relationship and what your partner wants from this relationship. Is this a relationship of convenience? And if it is, that's okay. You know, we're going to be exclusive. We don't really want anything to come of this. But right now, at this point in my life, this is what I want. You know, that sort of thing. Finding out about having kids and marriage. If marriage is important to one person but not important to the other person, that needs to be talked about before you get into a relationship. It's not one of those things where it's like, oh, I want to get married and he doesn't, but it's fine because I have plenty of time to convince him. Uh, toxic much? No, that's the thing is if you're with someone and they're like, I really don't want to get married, there is a chance that they will change their mind at some point. But if you're the type of person that's like, well, I have plenty of time to change their mind, and then you start leaving hints around and start talking about it more and saying these things, you're going to push your partner away. You are not going to convince them that marriage is for them. But if you really love this person and marriage means a lot to you but not to them, then you never know what will happen. Just let it go and, and see where it goes from there. But if you really feel like, no, marriage is 100% what I want and this person doesn't want it, you might want to move on which is why a lot of these conversations are super important before you get into a relationship. And then another one is talking about kids. Maybe he wants kids, maybe he doesn't. And if you definitely do want kids and he's like, I don't know, I don't know, it might be a good idea to move on because having a kid is a big, massive decision. It's not something that's easy to, you know, just change someone's mind about. It's, something that's super important and if it's really important to you and it's not important to them or if they're kind of floundering like I might want kids I might not want kids I'm undecided at this point but if it is important to you then you need to move on and find someone who definitely wants kids or is definitely considering kids like yeah I definitely want kids but not right now versus somebody who's like I might I might not only time will tell haha that's nothing fun to really play around with um a big conversation I think that people need to have is about sex. How much, how much sex do you need? How much sex do you want? How important is sex to you? In a relationship, I feel being intimate is very important. I feel it's a big part of a relationship. There are some people that feel sex is just a means to an end. And there are other people like myself that feel sex is something that keeps you connected, something that makes you a couple, that makes you, you know, together. It's that closeness. It's that energy. And of course, it doesn't have to be always the same sort of sex, but having that is very important. So it's a massive conversation because there are some people out there who are like, I work a lot. It's not, a, it's not on the top of my priority list. It's not something I really care to have that much. It's not a big deal for me versus other people who are like, I really like to have sex. I like to have it a lot. And 
this is how it goes for me. So getting to understand that aspect of somebody is also important before you get into a relationship. I'm not saying you can't have sex before you get into a relationship. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is before you commit to someone, before you decide to go down this journey together, figuring out the basics of what makes people tick is massively important and should be talked about. Something else that I've heard a lot of lately, and if you follow me or listen to my stuff, you know I've talked about this a little bit lately, is the holidays. I see, especially around Christmas or whatever, a lot of people are like, I pray by this time next year you'll be in a healthy relationship or whatever. Yeah, okay, you can be in a healthy relationship, but you can also be in a healthy relationship with someone who's not available on the holidays. If we're talking first responders, if we're talking frontline people, if it's a doctor, if it's, you know, any of those people, people who have gone away for three months at a time working on oil rigs, et cetera. So it's insane to think that because you're in a relationship that you're going to be able to be with your partner every holiday. But there are some people who feel that being with their partner on a holiday isn't really that important to them. They would prefer to spend it either with other people or they're set in their ways or they want to spend it with their family exclusively. And that depends probably on how long the relationship has been going on. But that's a big thing to talk about is what holidays look like to you. What do holidays mean to you? Because if you're, you know, Christmas Carol and you end up with, you know, Grinchy Grinch, that's not going to work while you're decorating the house and he's getting mad about how much money ornaments cost or vice versa. That's not going to be fun. So figuring out childhood holidays, how did they spend it? What did that look like? Because that's going to give us a window into who the person is. So if they say, yeah, Christmas was horrible because my dad was a raging alcoholic and made it miserable every year, and they say to you, so Christmas is for the birds, then you are got yourself a little grinchy grinch. And it's not because they're bad people, because of their experiences. But if they say you know, my dad was an alcoholic and Christmas was just brutal. And then now they're like, so now I make up for it by, you know, going to give gifts to the needy or whatever, then that's pretty amazing. So figuring out the backstory, how did people grow up? What was it like? What's it? What kind of relationship do you have with your mom? What kind of relationship do you have with your dad? And I remember my godson had said to me one day, he's like, I'm so afraid of meeting someone and them asking me what my relationship is like with my mom because a lot of women like to hear that the son has a brilliant relationship with their mom. But a lot of people also don't realize that toxic moms, they're out there and they're all over the place. So if you meet someone and they say, I don't have the best relationship with my mom, hear them out because they may have a story as to why. They may not be a horrible, bad person, and my godson is the nicest, purest thing and, you know, has situations with his mom. So that was his fear. So when you're talking to someone about their mom, their dad, their family, listen to what they're saying. You know, get some clarity on where they're coming from and how they got to where they are now because for myself, like, when I first met the guy that I've been dating, he was like, he called on Christmas and he was like, oh, is your mom there? Because moms love me. Um, and my son looked at me and he was like, uh-oh. And I uh, know my mom was definitely not there. So that's a tough conversation to have with someone because 
if you start explaining, like, this is kind of the relationship that I had with my mom, they might think, like, you're Looney Tunes or there's something wrong with you, especially with people who have healthy mom and dad, you know, and, they're, and they have great relationships. So that's a hot topic as well. So making sure you're open-minded and listening and not blaming the person for not having a relationship with their parent because that doesn't come easy for everyone. I think the best thing is to really be open-minded while you're dating, be open-minded, but don't be stupid. You know, let the people explain how their past was or explain who they are to you in the way that they know how. And if you're feeling a certain way about it, don't just go somebody or, you know, take off because you don't like what they're saying. Ask for clarity. You know, ask questions. It's okay. And if they're not comfortable answering certain things, they'll probably say something. But if you write someone off because of the way that they're talking or the way they're answering their questions because you don't feel the same way, and you do walk away, then you might potentially be missing out on someone pretty amazing because you are not open-minded. So there's always negotiation. There's always compromise. There's always stuff like that going on within the dating process before you get into a relationship. So just to recap, before you commit to a relationship, ask the important questions. Ask about the space ask about what they consider cheating, ask what they want from this relationship and figure out and know what you want from this relationship. Ask about the expectations of sex, holidays, and family history and how the relationships go with their family. So you kind of have an idea of who you're getting into a relationship with and to see where you each stand with everything. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode of Let's Get Wicked Deep, a dating podcast. To find out more information about anything you heard on today's show, please check out BeBraveCoaching.org.